Maybe after reading this gospel today, you have some questions. What? What is Jesus commanding this steward? Well, so some clarifications are needed. What happened is the amount of money or the amount of things that that steward have wrote on the promissory notes is not the real one. So what happened was stewards or tax collectors in the time of Jesus, they didn't really have a salary, so to speak. So somehow they had to make their money. And that's how they did. That's why people hated tax collectors. Because, you know, if they had to give X amount, they would charge you two times or three times that amount so they would make their money. So what happened with this, sure, this gospel today, it's exactly that. It's not that the people on the, the master 100 or whatever. It was 80 or whatever. So the real amount, it was the amount that he asked the people to write on the second time. So that is kind of the things that he kind of, in a way, he, he repent. In a way, he was like sorry for what he did. So he, before he leaves, he tried to kind of clean up his act and leave the right amount of the people. But just like, like us, the people in Jesus' time were shocked when they heard about this story. They heard about the unjust steward. We know that he did shady deeds. We know that, you know, but scholars um, have a lot of ways to look into this passage. There are a lot of options to try to understand. One of the passages that I like and that we're going to talk about today is compare this passage of this week to the passage of last week gospel. I sat a mass in a diocese far, far away this morning with a sport team, and I said to the kids, what was the gospel from last week? They look at me as if I had three heads. And I said, just to clarify, is a thing in the church called holiday of obligation. And yes, you have to go to Mass every Sunday. So they kind of, kind of start elbow one another. I was like, oh Lord, there we go. But I know that you all know what gospel we had last week. What gospel we had last week? That's when you speak something. Come on. The prodigal son. Thank you. So, the part, so we're going to compare parable today with the the parable of the prodigal son and his father. Both parables last week and this week, we see a man whose life is threatened because he squandered something. We saw the younger son last week that, you know, got asked for the, his part of, of the inheritance. Was, in other words, he wished that his dad was his dad. Was dad. And he went and spent all the money. And then he hit bought a rock bottom. He got to a point that it was no more, there's nowhere to go. And then he decided that, you know, I have to do something. This way that I'm living right now doesn't work. I have to do something to change this. So he says, no, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to my father's house and tell him that I sin against him and against God that I don't deserve to be called his son anymore, and I won't be just like one of his workers. And he did. 
And a lot of times in our life, that's a hard decision for us to make. A lot of times in our lives, we kind of know that we are in sin, we kind of know that, you know, we are really in a bad position, but it's hard for us to recognize that and move on. Recognize that and actually do something about that. You know, sometimes we even recognize, yeah, well, I should, probably should go to confession, you know, I probably should, you know, but sometimes that's just the first step. But we actually have to stand up and go. Stand up and go back to the Father's house like the son, the prodigal son from last week gospel. And sometimes it's hard for us to, 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 to realize and to, you know, yes, I have, I have sinned against you and against God. I do not deserve to be called your son anymore. Treat me as one of your workers. So both the prodigal son and the steward for this gospel, they want to be accepted in a house. Both the father and the master do not look for the plans, the sinful plans, or the sinfulness of the characters, but they have surprise action. The father of last week, he was on the porch drinking his coffee or whatnot, waiting for the son to come back. And when he sees his son all the way back, he runs there. And the son, when he sees the father, said, Father, I have, I have sinned against you and against God. I do not deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your workers. The father didn't care. The father just take his, his ring and put it on the, on the, on the son. He asked for them to bring sandals and robes, so he gives, he, he gives back, he issued back the dignity of his son. That's a surprise. And the surprise of today's gospel parable comes not for the unjust actions of the steward, but the response from the master. The master brings up not a word of punishment, but gives time and cancel that, being them even being in the midst of human shortcuts. Isn't that what God does with us? Anytime that we repent and go back, that's exactly what God does. He shows us his generosity. And that is the lesson of the gospel today. Like the, the master in the gospel today, or if we can recall the gospel from last week, the shepherd, or the housekeeper, or the father in the last week's story, they go out of their way to find what was lost. How many times you and I were lost and God find a way to find us? How many times you and I were screwing up and we found the way of mercy? Not because we deserve it, but because God wants. Not because, you know, it's just generosity. And sometimes it's hard to accept generosity. 
This generosity is present in Jesus when he challenged those in the gospel who judge him for his actions and his words. But I always know this. You know, a lot of times in ministry today, we talk about meet people where they are. And yes, that's awesome. That's amazing. But we have to meet people where they are to take them where they're supposed to be. I don't know in your Gospels, but in my Gospels, Jesus never said, oh, you're so cute. You know, you seem for one. Yeah, go back. Go back to your old ways. It's okay. No. He goes and he says, go and see no more. Go and have a new life. Go grow up. Change. That is what God invites each one of us to do. You know, sometimes we are just done. Sometimes we put ourselves in situations that we know that we're going to see. It was a meme that I saw a couple of you know, years ago, whatever. There's this kid in high school in the locker, you know, say, hey, my dad is not home today, or my parents are not home today. And then the girl answered, don't worry, they will come back. No. When we put ourselves in bad situations, bad things happen. When we put ourselves in stupid situations, stupid things happen. And sometimes we just go, you know, there was a, there was a, actually she, she died a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago, a lady that I knew from Father Ryan, that should say, you know, we have a lot of good kids. Some of them do bad things, and a couple of them do that all the time. Isn't that us sometimes? We know that if we watch this movie, or if we do this, or if we go to this place, or if we hang out with that person, we're going to see. And we just decide to be stupid and go anyways. But even when we do that, God wants us back. He is just like the father from last week's gospel, waiting for us to come back. And if that is not awesome, I don't know what else it is. If it is not awesome that we recognize even when we screw up, when, even when we do things wrong, even when we keep going over and over and over doing the same thing. God is always there. His mercy is always there. You just have to kind of come to, you know, that aha moment. You just get to a right place. Not saying that it's easy, but it's possible. Not because we can but because God can through us. Not because we necessarily have the strength to say no to sin, to bad stuff, but because God is the one who gives us the strength that we need to say no. Each one of us are called to be with God. Each one of us are called to I mean, we know what is right and wrong. Just don't do the wrong things and do the right things. 
at the end of the day, know one thing, that God is there. Just like he was there for the risky shepherd, just like when he was there for the squandered housekeeper, just like when he was there for the irresponsible children or the bad business manager. He's always there for you and me.